welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the No Life Trust Trust Podcast. This is actually our live cast, and I am super, super excited about my guest today. So um, for those of you new to the live cast, my name is Christine George, uh, and I am the co-founder of Post and Beam Creative, and this is the No Like Trust Podcast. Um, Today on the podcast, I have my very dear friend, Tom Matthews from Gibson Sotheby's joining us today. He's a fellow Bostonian, and uh, Tom and I have known each other for, I think, nearly a decade now. Holy cow, time goes by, by very fast. In fact, when I met Tom, he had one child, now he has three. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Tom and his business partner, Joanne Toronto, operate the Tom and Joanne team here in Eastern Massachusetts, and they've been together in business for over 19 years. So he is a seasoned professional. Um, he and Joanne have built a very successful business together. And we are going to get into it because last week when Tom and I were talking, he told me that 90% of their business comes from repeat and referrals. That is a huge statistic. Tom, every time I talk to agents, I'm always telling them that's where you, you want to get to that 80 to 90%. That is your sweet spot where you don't have to invest in a ton of marketing financially. Um, and you can just continue to build those relationships and nurture those relationships and have more of a sustainable business yes. than a roller coaster business, right? Um, so I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, uh, I, love, I love helping and sharing and helping to elevate other realtors. And and I love you for that. Um, you, you know, one thing I, I wanted to, to mention about you is, you know, just how curious and collaborative and open you are. You're like a lifelong learner. You believe in education. Um, you're a problem solver. And um, those are just a few of the things that I really appreciate about you. I do want to just kind of dive right in. Let's do it. Um, and can you just kind of give for context, let us yes. let our community know how you got started into this business, sort of what your background is, how you and Joanne got together. And yeah, super fast, because I know everyone wants to get to the meat of how to find more clients. But I went to UMass Amherst and graduated degree in political science. And I was going, I'm gonna be a lawyer like my dad. And but just couldn't think of doing another three or four years of college. So my uncle was in real estate, bought lots of property. And he said, you should go into real estate. If you work hard, you can make money, you can change people's lives. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I just went with a resume down to a local prudential firm in the town I grew up in, in Maynard, Massachusetts. And the woman said, you have a resume and you have your license, you're hired. <laughs> and Isn't it crazy her- how easy it is to get into this business? It's unbelievable. But what other business can you get into after taking a 24 or 40 hour course and make a million dollars a year. You know, it's, you can really reach the American dream. And that's what I love about it. I met Joanne, my, my former mentor, her name is Nancy Quinn. She, my first mentor, I should say, she, her son was dating one of Joanne's friends from New York. And so we met when Joanne was a junior at Boston college and I had wanted to create that dichotomy of a male, female, thought it was really important. And I needed someone who had marketing skills because I got the gift to gab. You know, that was my <laughs> skill set. I was willing to work hard. And uh, and that's how we met. So that's the beginning. That was almost 20 years ago. Yeah. So yeah, pretty awesome. crazy. And yeah. it's been just super successful. I've watched you guys grow over the years. Thank you. And, you know, you're a hustler, you're a hard worker, um, you know, you're resourceful. And you guys do make a great team. Like you have very different complementary skills. So 
Um, I'm going to just kick it off with a two-part question. Yes. <clears throat> so going back to the 90%, you told me that 90% of your business comes from repeat and referrals. Um, how do you and Joanne build trust with your clients? So it, it's all about education. And it's all about really creating that powerful why. You know, when I teach uh, the GRI course for Mass Association of Realtors, and I say to people, you have to create a compelling why. And one of the things when Joanne and I started out was we wanted to educate people, help them make a great decision in real estate. Because in the field of residential real estate, you make money when you buy the property and you realize the money when you sell it. So we started as buyer agents and we would sit down and do a buyer consultation and we would educate people. We'd spend 30, 45 minutes. We'd ask them to make a wants, needs list. Like, what do you really want in a home? What do you need? Back then, we'd scribble it on paper and put it into our manila files. Yeah. It'd be cool because we'd be sitting at the closing table and we would take that out and we'd say, look at how many of these wants and needs we've accomplished in the home you purchase. And that was how we started that original relationship. But it was kind of like a double-edged sword because we did such a good job finding people homes that our sales cycle became very long. Because normally in our area, the first-time home buyer is in their home four to seven years. And our clients are in their homes 10 to 15 years. So that's where staying in touch with our clients became important because we had to start asking for referrals. Because one of the things that I find with a lot of realtors is they don't want to ask for referrals because they don't want to seem like a pushy salesperson. But what I have found is that most consumers work in a W-2 employee type situation and they get their business from their employer. So they just assume that realtors get their leads from their employer and they don't understand that we basically are little business owners within this umbrella and it's we are charged with finding our own business. So we have I have we have to be trained early on that we have to go out and get that business and it's about the approach you take and how you ask for the business but you got to ask. You got to yeah. ask everyone you know, you got to tell everyone you know. I tell every single person the easiest way to create top of mind awareness is to write a thank you note. A handwritten thank you note, tell people you are grateful for the opportunity to earn their business yeah. and to ask them to refer you to anyone that has a need for real estate. Yeah, so, so smart. Hey everyone, Christine here. Are you spending lots of time behind a screen creating listing and marketing collateral when you could be out meeting with clients? Introducing Posted Meme Creative. We're a marketing services company that removes the burden of sitting behind a screen and saves you time so you can focus on building your business. We know sitting behind a screen creating collateral isn't making you money. We also understand that you may not be ready to hire someone to do the things you know need to be done. And that's where we come in. Post and Beam Creative produces gorgeous, custom-designed collateral for every single listing. And we provide an online community with marketing tools, education from experts across our industry, and a playground of pros like you. Embrace the work you love and empower yourself by delegating what you don't love. Let Post and Beam help you. Visit postandbeamcreative.com for more information and to schedule a one-on-one -on -one meeting with me. So let, let's get back to the education piece because yes. <clears throat> I think that is one of your biggest differentiators. Um, you guys do a phenomenal job um, educating your clients every single week with your Facebook Live. Thank you. <clears throat> you, um, you also uh, shared with me a video buyer of a buyer consult that you do. Yeah. And I actually had to look at it because I'm like, is this 
like completely, is this published to the public? Because if I was your competitor, I'd probably go and like, and want to steal some stuff from it. I mean, it was so thorough. Um, I specifically, one of the biggest pieces I loved was how Joanne just um, went through every single thing you should be asking for your realtor to do. Yeah, And I think it is one of the biggest uh, problems in our industry is that people just hire their neighbor or their cousin or their uncle, and they don't they don't even know where to begin with the questions to ask, what they should be expecting. They get through a transaction transaction, and they sit back and so a lot of times I think they go, well, that really wasn't the best experience, yeah. you know. Um, so talk to me a little bit about your process in terms of building, you know, educating and and how that goes such a long way in terms of building trust. Yeah. So with the buyer consultation, you know, I have four sisters and I said to myself, I want to treat people the way I'd want someone to treat one of my sisters. And, mm-hmm. and that starts with education. I want to educate people. I want to make them feel comfortable because for the average American, the equity, so the difference between what they owe on their mortgage and what their house is worth. So that equity for the average American, that equity is in the top five in their financial portfolio. And I feel as their realtor, I'm their advocate and my job is to protect it. So the number one thing to do is to educate. So we came up with this buyer consultation. It's open to the public. You can go to my YouTube and find it. But what we did was we said, we've done this presentation a thousand times. And Joanne and I said, let's codify it. Let's create a consultation and then let's record it and let's share it. Because what we would do is we would just do that consultation on the first meeting with a buyer, but we weren't diving deep enough with the buyers. And we're all about efficiency of time. So now we send that video out ahead of time, kind of like a pre-buyer package. Then we can really just dive into what the client needs. And and that's really important. And and, and the other part that's important is then the cycle, the buy cycle right now with this COVID, with inventory being so low, a lot of my clients, I used to be able to sell someone a house in 30, 60 days. Now it's a year. Mm -hmm. So what we do is every Tuesday, we check in with our clients. Every single Tuesday, they get an email, a text message, or a phone call. The only difference is what is your preferred method of communication? If you want a phone call, you get a call. If you want a text, you get a text. And if you want an email, you get an email. And we just check in with them every week. Here's some market data. Every week, we're calling agents, asking them what they're seeing for activity. Are you getting offers on your houses? And agents out there might say, but agents won't tell you that. Well, they will if you give them the information when they call you. You know, so if an agent calls me up and says, hey, what was the activity like? You know, I'm going to maintain my fiduciary integrity with my seller, but I will share information that I can share. And by doing so, I can then call brokers and get information so that when I work as a buyer's agent, I can really articulate that to my clients. So that actually is a great point. So you're not only building trust with your clients, but you're building trust with the other brokers in the market. Talk to me a little bit more about that. Well, it's really important and it's something, you know, it's a, it was, and it's hard for me because I'm a high D on a disbehavioral assessment and a type A. So I made a lot of mistakes early in my real estate career because I was so focused on closing the deal. And about two years in, I was like, I'm not having good relationships with my fellow Cobrokes. And I hired a business coach and she was like, look at there, here are your problems. So we read this book called The Four Agreements and we really started diving into that. But what I learned was that the people who buy and sell homes, it's a transaction and they come and go, but the realtors stick around. 
<laughs> and it was really important to embrace because there are agents now, I've been doing this for 21 years, who still look at me at like the 23 year old kid who was such a jerk when I was a kid, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not the different, I'm not the same guy. I've learned my kids have slowed me down a little bit as far as, you know, just a little bit more laid back, but building relationships. And one of the ways that I've been able to build relationships is I decided to start teaching real estate classes. So I teach at my company. I teach for MAR. And I go out there and I help elevate other people's business yeah. and I volunteer. I'm volunteering for the CRS, which is like kind of like the PhD of real estate education. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I, and I help agents when we have caught, we have like a deal and the deal is going, I, we, Joanne and I both help them out yeah. and we just closed a deal recently with an agent never closed the house before or very few. And, and and we just talked them through, helped them when they made mistakes on certain documents. And they kept saying, you're so nice. And, and we feel like gratitude, you know, appreciation. You have to wake up and be grateful for what we have and collaborate. Yeah. So, so important. I mean, you bring up a great point. You're working with these people you know, on not just one deal, it could be multiple deals over a course of time. And, yeah. you know, let's face it, you know, people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And exactly. That means, right. Other brokers for sure. I've been, I've been in BNI for 17 years in the same chapter in Concord Center. And that's our whole mantra is no, like, and trust. Yeah. I mean, there's a broker in town one of the top brokers in Concord and one of her partners and I have probably done 10 transactions together. Wow. Over 21 years. So, you know, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, it, it is. It's very powerful. So, um, talk to me a little bit about how you guys stay top of mind with your past clients. Like, how do you so, make sure that they pick up the phone or when they hear that their neighbor wants to put their house on the market, that they recommend you and then refer them to you? Yeah. So I'll start by saying I'm an imperfect human living in an imperfect world. So there's always <laughs> room to get better. But one thing that Nancy Quinn taught us was she said, People will do business with you if they like you and they know you and they trust you, but you got to stay in touch with them mm -hmm. because the transaction cycle is so long. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we did cost you no money other than some uh, thank you. We send out notes, handwritten notes every quarter. When we had 50 clients every quarter, we would send out a handwritten note thanking them for the business, sticking a business card in there and staying in touch with them. Then we started adding in some email marketing. You know, we would send out a spring forward an email, fall back the clock email, started moving that into newsletters, you know, that would happen every month. Then what we started doing was we started baking cookies and delivering them to people's houses. But you're baking cookies? Wait, wait, wait. Who's baking cookies? Joanne was baking the cookies. I was just <laughs> drinking beer and handing. But we would go to the Christmas tree shop and sell it, put these things together with cellophane, and we would just go and hand deliver them. But Popeyes are challenging and the list was getting bigger, you know. Yeah. Joanne and I have sold close to 700 residential properties. So we then had to start bringing people to us. So we had, we started doing client events. We had, we rented a movie theater in Framingham and had this, which was cool. You know, you have a cool thing. People would come. We had like a hundred people come, but Joanne was always like, Tom, you take care of setting all this stuff up. And I said, all right, I'll take care of it. So our second year doing a movie, it was a Ben Affleck movie. And Joanne said to me, well, Tom, what's the movie about? I'm like, I don't know. It's just some, it's Ben Affleck. It's a local movie. Who cares? And we had this movie and it was about a movie about Ben Affleck getting his house foreclosed on. <laughs> and she looked at me. She's like, yeah. So that, but you know, the client events, here's why a client event is so important. 
You get to feed people for free, right? But you back up six weeks from that. And we like to use paperless post, but it's a paid subscription. But you get to six for six weeks, you get to send out a solicitation to your client base to come get free food and free booze on you. And you're not hitting them up for anything real estate related. And they don't mind that you email them every week. You can text message them. You can call them. Talk about an opportunity for engagement. Then they come. You get to spend time with them. Because I say to people, I either send sell houses to friends and family or my clients become friends and family. So we get a chance to hug and kiss and hang out and spend time together. And then I have the opportunity to send them a handwritten thank you note to thank them for coming. You know, talk about engagement. Yeah. If, if you're out there and you're a realtor and you, and it doesn't have to be. So a movie, to rent a movie theater costs us, I don't know, like 500 bucks, maybe a thousand bucks in today's world. And you get a lender to help you pay for it, you know, yeah. or a lawyer or somebody or an insurance broker, whatever. And, and so we've done now 15 years of client events and they've morphed. We went to, we were doing brunches at the Colonial Inn. And this this past fall, we did an outdoor venue in Concord. We had a bouncy house and a, we got a pizza truck. It was cool. And again, it wasn't a lot of money. You know, one of the things that people can do for client events is find a local um, wine shop and go into the wine shop and say, hey, if I can bring in 30 people, will you do a wine tasting, maybe at a reduced cost? Most people will be thrilled to yeah. get 30 people in their shop on a random Thursday night. You know, you know, be creative and, and then it gives you an opportunity to reach out. I think that's a really powerful tool. Well, and 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 then the residual from bringing business to the local shop, right? Yes. The, you know, the the food truck, the bouncy house guy, the wine shop, like, yeah. we're, you know, like <laughs> it just yes. goes on and on and it's endless. Yeah. Fall, and, and because I've been in BNI, I do a lot of networking with professionals. Mm-hmm. So I meet with a lot of lawyers, CPAs. And so one of the things I say to people, if you're not in an organized uh, networking group, you know, read books like you know, Bob Berg's go-getter book, you know, Givers Go, and also, you know, seven levels of communication. And you can you can create your own networking. But what you do is you call your top three lenders and you ask them to come to coffee at a coffee house. And what you're trying to do is you're saying to them, if an opportunity arises for you to refer a realtor, I don't need to be the only realtor. Just put me in the top three. I just yeah. want an opportunity and I'm, I want to do the same thing for you and create that collaborative nature because yeah. a lot of people say, oh, I've never thought of that. Because if you're looking for ways to get business in a low inventory environment in a shifting market, start with people that you're already working with. So smart. That's your low hanging fruit, right? And it that, is. Yeah. And that is a great segue to my next question, which is about the market. So we're in this yeah. new market um, things have slowed down. Interest rates went up. They're they're starting to come down again, but they definitely, you know, that has shifted. Um, what is your biggest challenge right now? So we were talking about this before the call. Um, so I want to say, but real estate is very hyper local. So if it's raining in Oregon, I'm not holding an umbrella out here in Concord, Mass. So what I'm going to talk about is what's happening in the Concord and the greater Boston area. But what we're seeing is a low level of available sellers. And we were saying beforehand, if you just statistically speaking, take a market, 33% of the homes have a mortgage that's in good standing. And of those homes with the mortgage in good standing, 80% of them have a rate below 4.0. So that's a big segment of the population that is maybe in a three-bedroom, two-bath ranch that wants to move into a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath colonial. 
but that want versus need is going to be a hard push. So that's going to be a hard challenge to overcome. So that's why I've been telling a lot of agents, do you talk to divorce attorneys? Do you talk to probate attorneys? Are you networking? Because 33% of those homes then have a mortgage in poor standing. There's a medical event. They're going through a divorce. They're not paying the mortgage. That house needs to be sold regardless of rates. And then another 33% of those homes are owned outright. There is no mortgage on them. So people die every day, unfortunately, and people get divorced every day. Are you networking with divorce attorneys? Are you networking with CPAs? Are you networking with a state elder lawyer? probate attorneys, getting yourself in a position. I, I had a woman call me, she's a CPA. She called me on Tuesday and I've known her for 15 years and she's probably referred me 15 pieces of business, excellent business. And she said, I have a vacant property that I'm managing, but it's small and it's not in great shape. Do you think you can help me out? And I was like, absolutely. Take the good with the bad, take them all, yeah. you know? Yes. But that relationship, she called me. I haven't talked to her in like a year and a half. But she called me. She's like, I see your videos on Facebook. I know you're active. I know you're engaged. Yeah. And and that was very powerful. That is super powerful, especially, you know, in in what it might, might not be a, a listing that you is like super glamorous, you know, five million dollar right. listing, right? Yeah. But A, you're you're it's business. It's business. And and B, she's gonna be totally appreciative of the work you do. She's gonna see you in action, and then business is gonna follow. So. Yeah. And, and I say to people, it's not about the price point. It's about the people. And my job is to make every house the best in its class. So if it's a $300,000 property, it's going to be the best marketed $300,000 property. And we're going to drive value to that consumer. That is, I, I just love that. So um, you told me a bit about your, let's kind of circle back to sure. that, the people piece yeah. of it. You talked about your mission statement offline when you and I were yes. preparing for this. Can you kind of um, take us through what it is, why yes. it's important, and and how you guys implement it? I don't have it totally memorized. I'm going to do the best I can. But I do think it's important for people to have a mission statement. But what Joanne and I developed is we thought about who are we serving, and we're serving the client. So we created a client-centric mission statement, and it's all about lifestyle and finance. Our goal is to help people make the best lifestyle choice because we both, Joanne's got two kids, I got three kids. You buy a single family residential home primarily to have a lifestyle, whether you want to walk to a town center, be near a lake, be in the mountains, there's a lifestyle piece. But there's also a financial piece of it. And we've dove in. I when I got into real estate when I was 23. By the time I was 28, we were smack dab in the middle of the Great Recession. I had $50,000 of credit card debt and I was living in my parents' basement. And, <laughs> you know, it, it was like all my friends were getting married. They had all these big jobs. And I was like, oh my gosh. And at the same time, Joanne and I had moved our business from Maynard to Weston. A broker told us we went from the sublime to the ridiculous. Yeah. And, and we failed. We couldn't break into Weston. But that failure led to opening of many doors because we had just gotten outside of our comfort zone. And, and and that was really important. So that kind of helped us. And as I was going through this journey of getting myself out of this financial hole, I kind of learned how important finances were. Yeah. And that became something that became really ingrained in me in wanting to make sure that I helped other homeowners not make mistakes. You know, one thing that's really important is when you're looking at a residential property, there's no income that gets generated from that property. So it's important. If you had to, could you rent that property out and cover your mortgage? 
That's like an important consideration people should have when deciding whether to buy a piece of real estate. Because right now you have a job, you don't need that. But what if something changes? We yeah. always try to help our clients plan for the unforeseen. And we also study. We I like I call appraisers up, you know, and I say, take me out, I want to take you out to lunch. I want to buy you lunch because I want you to tell me what is a half bath worth worth in my marketplace? You know, how can I add science to valuing properties? Introducing OnTrack Agent, a new stream and learn service that is designed to get you the answers you need as a real estate agent when you need it. Like Christine George speaking on the power of your business plan. Agents who invest time to set goals and put a roadmap in place to reach those goals grow their business 25 to 50%. And the reality is just by showing up today, you've shown a commitment to you and your business. Let's dig in. Find this and more at OnTrackAgent.com. Finally, get the information you need in a single click. No upselling, no click funneling, no contracts. Just click and stream short, powerful videos that answer your questions. Or sign up for full in-depth sessions that can take your business to the next level. Go now to OnTrackAgent.com to get your free account. OnTrackAgent, access to top trainers in a single click. God, so smart. Who else is doing that, Tom? Like, I've top, never heard a realtor speak like this before. Top top agents do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to be, but you got the, you know, this is a really, I mean, real estate is a such an important part of people's life. I mean, everyone, a lot of people in the area own a home and you don't want to be underwater. You want to make good financial decisions. And it's important to me. I've been doing this for 21 years and I want to do it for the next 21 years. And I want to help change people's lives. And you will. I mean, there's, you know, there's, it's no secret that real estate creates, you know, long-term generational wealth. And so yes. if it's done correctly um, with a trusted advisor, yes. like the Tom and Joanne team, you know, you. you can actually, get, you can absolutely get there. Um, okay. We're almost at our 30 minute mark. Can you believe wow. that? I cannot. It's gone by. It's been fun. <laughs> um, before we wrap up or as we wrap up, what, would what would you say are the top three things you want our community to take away today? Probably the most important thing I want your community to take away is if they've gotten into real estate in the last three to five years, is to sit down and write a business plan and create a mission statement and a why. Because if you've never watched Simon Sinek's video on YouTube on why, you should do that. Because I've just finished teaching a class on building a real estate business. And a lot of people have gotten in the last couple of years. They've been phenomenally successful because of the market. Mm -hmm. And the market is shifting. It's not shifting overnight, but it's shifting. And you need to create a plan. Because if you have goals, but you have no plan, it's like having dreams because you have no action plan. So you have to create a plan. So I would say number one thing is come up with that mission statement, the why, the business plan. That's all kind of tied together. And then the next thing is take action. Right now, it's February. You may not be as busy as you want to be. Go out and do something. Come on this podcast. This is like a real estate activity. Like mm -hmm. go out and do real estate activities so that when the season gets busy, you get really busy. And if you mm -hmm. can't handle all the business, refer it out. We were talking before the call that I have, I've closed one transaction personally between Joanne and I, but I have deals going with an agent in Boston. She's going to close two deals for two of my clients, one in North Carolina and one in Canada. You know, go out and build relationships so you can pass referrals. It, people always talk about having a side hustle. 
Well, side hustle for residential realtors is passing referrals. You know, let people know that you have a network. And then the third thing I think is most important right now is go out and get some real estate education. It takes 40 hours to get a real estate license, become a licensee. You know, go become a realtor. Hold yourself to a higher standard. I'm wearing my realtor pin right now. And go take some real estate classes. You know, I'm a, I'm a certified buyer's agent. I hold my GRI, which is a graduate real estate course. I have my CRS, which is a certified residential specialist. It's basically like the PhD of real estate education. Go out and educate yourself so that you can be looked at as an advocate, not just a salesperson. Oh my God. So important. Yeah. Those would be my three things. I just, that'd be just take action, make a plan and get educated, learn. You want to be known as an advocate, not a salesperson. That is super important. And that is the difference between someone like yourself and, you know, someone who's just in it to make a quick buck. Yeah. If you want referrals, because when people make a referral, there's two reputations on the line, the person making the referral and then the person doing the work. So if you want someone to put their reputation on the line, you have to really dress, you know, be the part, dress the part, speak the part, and then have the integrity to follow through on the transaction. Absolutely. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. Um, Finish this sentence. Yes. No like trust is. So important. Everything. It's like listing last year and the woman called me up. She said, I've decided to go in a different direction. And I said, why? And she said, because the other realtor was referred to me by someone I trust. And I said, may I ask who it is? And she said, yes. And I said, I've done like five deals with that agent and you've selected a great agent. Oh, you know, that is the key. If you are, and I said, everyone, I called that agent and I were talking afterwards. We saw each other at a broker tour. And I was like, you beat me out. He goes, I did. And I said, and you were in the perfect position because you were referred by someone who trusted you. Yeah. That and is that, if you're trying to build a referral business, that is the key. Mm-hmm. You want to be the agent that comes in there because almost everyone interviews more than one agent. Yeah. So you want to be the agent that came in from someone referred by someone they know, like, and trust. Love it. Beautiful. Oh my God, Tom, where can people find you? Uh, TomandJoanneTeam.com is our website and info at Tom and Joanne team is the easiest way. You know, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me anywhere. I'm, I'm all over. I'm on you are, I'm, and I will put the, uh, I'm going to put the link to that YouTube video in yeah, the show notes please. as well. Yeah, please do uh, anything. I, I'm happy to share, happy to talk to people. I love what I do. I love changing people's lives and it's a way for me to then give to my family the life that I want to give them. Oh my God. And on that note, like for everybody who's listening, make sure that you're following Tom and Joanne. I think your Instagram is Tom and Joanne team, right? Yeah. yeah. Hashtag under, under, under slash realtors. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, follow Tom, get in touch with Tom, um, you know, connect with him. He is the real deal as you have seen. Um, and I have great, great respect for you. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, and- thank you. This was fun. I'm happy to do it again. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience. Anytime, anytime. And for those of you who are watching, thank you for watching. Let us know you were here. Give us a comment. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure to give us a five-star review. And if you love our podcast, please share it with your friends. Um, that's it for us today. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day. Take care. Take care.